Yes, I've used microfilm. July 12th, 2023, and this is Rare Encounter, encounter number 154. And it's Wednesday, my dudes, and I'm Abel Kirby. And becoming the number one hentai game reviewer among the Crimson Podcasters, I'm Cold Acid. <laughs> that sounds like a dangerous job. One yes, a, but someone has to do it. A lot of workplace hazards in that. Uh, the tentacles, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, all those, all those... Girls, I can just go explosion all over them. What is the uh, what have you been been doing? Actual reviews? Is I, that I've what been, you're alluding I, to? <laughs> uh, you mean you mean besides my horrible like Konosuba rub in there? I'm yeah. I, I was I was I was playing some uh, H games on Steam and writing reviews Steam. for them. Uh, cool boy Mew and I were were back and forthing. Uh, on uh -oh. games wicka, through, wicka. Uh, through the sale. And tomorrow, uh, my Steam Deck should be arriving. Oh boy, your Steam Deck. My Steam Deck, yeah. Well, I'm glad you've I been... thought it would take a while because they were saying, they were saying, oh, we've got like, we've got like backlogs for Canadian orders, so you might have to wait a while. And no, I'm not, I'm, I placed the order, I placed the order Wednesday last week. It's arriving tomorrow, so yeah, it all seems good. Cool. So it wasn't a backlog; it was uh, just a regular log, maybe even a front log. Yeah. Um, maybe we, even a front log. I've been just picking up the pieces. Man, I I heard a cap open. You stopping the show for a horitos? Yeah. No, I'm not stopping the show. But yes, I did. Uh, I did open my drink. Horitos. Today is. Mandarin flavor. Mandarin flavor. Mandarin Chinese flavored horitos. Yes. The Mandarin, uh, the OG orange. And uh, and I'll be talking a little bit about that later. Well, I've been just trying to recover. I, I've gotten, uh, as you know, as the audience knows, I think we weren't here last week. Uh, I think you were spinning tunes or something. Uh, but yeah, I, I was spinning tunes up until uh, up until showtime, at which point. I put on your special pre-recorded episode with uh, Mark Christopher. With Mark Christopher, yeah. So we did that Thursday, not um, last week, but the week before. And man, that was just a lifesaver. Uh, thanks again, Mark, for coming on uh, a second time and helping do a fill-in show. Just I, I just couldn't haul my gear to France again. That was not going to happen, so... Yeah, I don't blame you, especially with uh, especially with like the country being on fire and shit. <laughs> I didn't see any. I didn't have any problem out there. Uh, it looked like a lot of tourists and happy Frenchmen. Oh well, that's good. Oh, I was in. This... You were in. You were in the right part of Paris then. I wasn't in Paris, dude. I was in. Oh, the south so that's of why. Yeah, I was in Nice. Nice area. Yeah, nobody area. ever writes in Nice. It's too nice. It's in too nice. nice in Nice, indeed. We've had uh, <laughs> we've had some time to to uh, to kind of get out of practice. I'm a little worried about that. I feel a little rusty myself getting through this uh, the show note prep and everything. But uh, I got some stories. I think we got some stuff to talk about. But I wanted to lead with something uh, I got on No Agenda Social. It was this Wednesday, my dudes bit. Did you see that video? 
No, I didn't. No, I, I thought it was the picture you're going to use for the uh, Snake Girl semaphore. It just had this kind of song that played in the background, right? And it has, you know, Windows XP with frogs, windows of frogs opening. It's Wednesday. I thought it was pretty cool. No, I just see. I just saw your screenshot in the notes. <laughs> no, this is the song that was w going with it. It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. So, I uh, I was it very amused Wednesday. by that. No, that was from someone on Chip Poster Club, and uh, I actually actually was pulling a couple different things from uh, from the Fediverse. Uh, one of them was actually the. Um, I'm sorry, I got this one from uh, from YouTube also. It was uh, Argonauts, CFL. Okay, um, so I don't usually pay attention to CFL until uh, Toronto is making it into playoffs. So I usually don't either, and I haven't really watched a game, but I've been toying with the idea of... Uh, of uh, getting into CFL because I have this XFL shaped gap in my heart. Uh, as you know, as longtime listeners of the podcast know, I've been an XFL fan for a while. And so I was looking at uh, your team, the Toronto Argonauts, and I found out something about them, which was amazing. They have a to touchdown me. song. They have a touchdown song. I wanted to know if you knew about their touchdown song. I did not until today. Yeah. Did you hear it yet? Nope. Here. Play now, it. It's a lot of fanfare. It's a march. Yep. So this is, I suppose, what happens every time they get a touchdown, but it's called Toronto Argonauts 2023, and I think there's words, too. Uh, maybe if you get a little further in. I don't know if we're going to play, play the whole thing, but it's two minutes long. But I got excited about this. I like this kind of shit, dude. so on and so forth okay so it went from it went from march to more being like uh more being like those musical films of the 40s 50s and 60s say, it sounds straight out of the 50s like a um, sitcom from the 50s or something so Is it, no like 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 those movies with like uh like me? Bing crosby yeah okay i was thinking something like meet me in st louis but that's the wrong style so ah well yeah, it's got some charm to it. I I like that uh, theme. And I did watch some uh, CFL last year. I watched the Grey Cup, and uh, and uh, that was kind of fun to see. But I don't know. I'm just putting on the... I'm, I'm raising the flag that this uh, might be something I talk about. I'm, it's the warning right. for people who don't like sports. But that's all I have to say. Beware! And right now, they're the uh, they're top of the East Division, so... That's good for them. Hmm. Well, let's see. We got some real stuff to talk about. I think uh, you you got started with your Steam Deck, and I think the the big news in the game world is this uh, uh, acquisition, the merger, the merger, the fucking merger. <laughs> okay, so first of all, first of all, I was I was about ready to like fucking bust my ass with like you know my usual rant, but then I read this L.A. Times article about it. Uh, where it's saying that, yeah, the FTC lost lost its uh, attempt at getting at getting a hold put on the merger. 
Mm-hmm. But while in Britain, they've paused on uh, they've paused on their fight against the merger over there. Hmm. Uh, there's still a, there's still a chance. There's still a chance that uh, that the uh, CMA what what is CMA short for? So Competition and Markets Authority. Because you know, in under the crown, you don't have agencies; you have authorities. Respect my authority. That kind of authority. Yeah, because you know, because you know the the the, the king and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's authority, and yes, you must respect the crown's authority. That so we're talking about the Microsoft and uh, Blizzard slash Activision merger, uh, as I as I like to call it, Actizen. Actizen. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I got it written down here. I I might have screwed up how I said it. Actizard. Uh, Actizard. Yes, yeah. Actizard. <laughs> Thank you. So, th- I think everyone knows Microsoft is a huge player in video games with Xbox, and then Blizzard, famous and what used to be a beloved company back in the day. You know, when <laughs> Bill Roper was there, yeah. I used to be a huge fan. Back back, back before Blizzard was. Black before Blizzard and Activision merged, Blizzard was beloved. Activision still wasn't. Activision uh, was shit company from the late 80s. They were beloved when they were founded and were putting out the first third-party titles for the Atari 2600 uh, because it was founded by people who were sick and tired of the abuse they were getting under corporate Atari mm. during its uh, days being owned by Warner, and so it started. It started off good. Then some people let it all go to their heads. Money came in. They changed their name to MediaGenic, bought a bunch of companies, and essentially shut them down. And you know, generally shat the bed hugely. In the 80s, and then started making recovery of sorts under Bobby Kotick, uh, or as I like to call him, Bobby Little Dick, because <laughs> he would like he would just like fuck anybody over, just as bad as EA started doing in the 90s. Oh man! And like, yeah, Activision, Activision, and EA are like always have been fighting since the early 90s for the title of dickish company in the game industry yeah ea i remember the hate for ea started way back way 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 back man back when you know when the hate my hate for ea my personal dislike of the company started when they bought westwood hawkins left no westwood studios yeah, they bought they bought and ruined Westwood. They bought and ruined Origin. Yeah, and West. I mean, Westwood was Command and Conquer. Man, they had and it's like then they turned them into like they were making an MMO game or something to compete with, I guess World of Warcraft or some shit. Look what they garbage. did to Maxis. Maxis, yeah, that was another uh, casualty. Yeah, yeah. EA's mergers list could be could be subtitled. The graveyard of broken dreams. Yeah, because all the all these all these smaller game developers and publishers are like, yes, please, we'll merge with you, EA. We could use your resources, and we will make games for you. And EA is like, get in my belly, and just fucking you know digests the company and shits out the remains. 
Oh man. And then Activision did the other thing. They they uh they're owned by Vivendi, but they had um uh, I'm sorry. Um Sierra is what I was trying to think of. They got sucked yeah. up by those. Sierra Online. Yep. Yep, I remember that. A lot of good games came out of there. Yeah, but uh but I mean Sierra's best days were before the hot tub. You're gonna have to explain the hot tub to me because I you, it's, you I don't, barely you don't remember know about it. the Sierra hot tub. Oh, I I re it's coming to me, but I can't uh, remember what it was now. Yeah, the the found the founders of the company of Sierra uh, installed a hot tub and started having like you know nude hot tub get-togethers. <laughs> yes, and this was um, was this after. Tribes Vengeance was on the table. No, this was Tribes before. Three, it was before Tribe. Was this it? was way before. Uh, Ken and Roberta Williams, right? Wow. Back when, back in like the eighties, right? We're talking like back in the eighties. No, that was before. when you know when you know around the time when when like it actually seemed like a cool thing to get naked with your neighbors in the hot tub. You know I mean, what you're talking about is get naked with your coworkers in the hot tub. Yes, which was the difference. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing when it's the people who live down the street, right? It's another thing when it's your boss, right? <laughs> hey, boy, come in here. Oh, no. That's... Yeah. Let me do that. Yeah, I vaguely, now that you say that, I remember the hot tub being a meme um, in some of the tribes discussions. I used to be in some tribes forums and, and uh, especially when Tribes Vengeance was coming out. I, I was so hyped for that game because I loved uh, the series. And then it came out and we got a dude who looks like Elvis and a shitty love story instead of uh, flying midair disc uh, action. Hey, we, all, we, also got, we also got the Cybered Assassin. Okay, that was a cool character. I'll give you that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just uh So the you want to know one of the now. one of the companies that Sierra had bought was the was the company that originally published Flight Simulator. Okay. Yeah, Sublogic. Hmm. So Sublogic started off as like Bruce Artwick's own uh, business, right? Mm -hmm. And Bruce Artwick was the guy who developed uh, Flight Simulator. Originally, it was licensed to Microsoft. It wasn't until later that Microsoft actually bought uh, Flight Simulator and all the rights outright. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, Bruce Artwick, he was the guy who uh, developed Flight Simulator originally and then sold it to Microsoft after licensing it for a while, and then got bought by uh, Sierra. Wow, these 80s era flight sim shit, man, that's something special. The amazing thing is, with even on even on like the little 8-bit computers, the the physics in those games was spot on. <laughs> All, all that's really improved is, like, the amount of storage for, like, the scenery and terrain, as well as just, like, you know, the graphics themselves, so, like, the cockpit and everything. 
But the the core physics engines for these things have like it it's like an eight bit processor was powerful enough to properly run the physics for Flight Simulator mm. because that original Flight Simulator was available on like Commodore 64 and the Atari 8-bit computers and everything. Is there any one of that era that's open source? Or, uh, with, or with published source code? So. Uh, for the, Would be nice, wouldn't it? But I don't think so. I'd like to see how they actually modeled uh, flight uh, dynamics. Like what well, was the, what was in the, the model? Would they skip? Would they kind of paint over? What did they kind of fudge? I'd love to know. Here's here's my suggestion to you. Then uh, it's not difficult to find disk images, and if you learn yourself some sixty five oh two assembly, <laughs> no. you can reverse engineer the software. I mean, it's it's no bigger than like sixty sixty four k, right? <laughs> But you're you're never gonna figure out, you know, if you're looking at an acceleration or a velocity because they're all like, you have to really map out the whole program before that kind of stuff emerges, and it's such a huge task to to take undocumented, uh, you know, operations and turn them into something uh, that you can actually read and understand. That's it's, it's and not yet, my wheelhouse, man. Yeah, it's not in your wheelhouse, and yet there are people who do that for a day job mm -hmm. well, i'm sure there's good money because i wouldn't do that but i might pay someone to if i really needed it done yeah uh look at look at what michael still has done he's taken he has taken he didn't just take like the the basic roms from all these 6502 based computers he figured out like the actual the actual development history of Microsoft Basic 65 through through all of them, mm. right? It's a it's a pretty cool project. He and like the people who've reverse engineered uh, Geos, people who've reverse engineered. I think that Michael still again reverse engineered the Commodore 64 kernel. Mm. Of course, there you're talking about like eight nine kilobytes each, right? You're not talking about. Uh, probably 30k worth of text and and the rest being like the actual assets uh variables etc yeah and you know that that can easily fit on a uh couple sheets of paper kilobytes well you know what unix in the unix v6 kernel uh could fit in i think about uh 30 kilobytes and and you know what i have a thick book of its source code <laughs> uh, imitated mind you but uh but yeah i mean these aren't these aren't small even even for like eight nine kilobytes you can encode it better if you wanted to i've got some ideas for encoding if you want to put uh you want to put that on First, you could use a really small font. Like, that's the most easy thing to do. <laughs> Microfilm that. a small font. You can also don't encode text. How am I supposed to read it in the binary? Well, you know, you can actually encode a uh, binary. You could encode an image where the, uh, the, and then, then use the, uh, the image, uh, in some way. You know, it's recorded in some high density, uh, 2D, uh, 
symbol that you can photograph and then reconstruct. Just think about the think about no, taking. I'm a, not thinking about it. I'm not thinking about it. A megapixel. I refuse, I refuse to think about it. You know, you get 300 dots per the inch. The book That's is what I'm fine saying. as it is. God damn it! But we have to make it smaller. That's no, all I'm we saying. don't. No, we don't. We absolutely do not need to make it smaller. Well, uh, one day, I. W- I don't know what you do with this technology. I mean, back in the old days, it was important to to pass. You know, microfilms were great because you could fit a library uh, into a much smaller package. You know, by uh, maybe taking all the newspapers. Have you ever used those machines where where they have all the old newspapers stuck onto these little films? And use yeah, basically as a, a microscope. I never, I never had to use them, but I did use one once. Uh, for the sake of being able to say, yes, I've used microfilm. And now you've now you've said it. So mission successful. Yeah, mission successful. Who knew it would take this long, though? We're talking like we're talking like going back to 2001 mm-hmm. that I did this. Right. It's taken me 22 years to be able to say, yes, I've used microfilm. Well, I don't think I'll have to decompile um, or or read opcodes for any games because some of these are open source, and I found an open source game that I've been. Uh, hold on, hold with. on. I got. I still got some Microsoft talk to finish. Up okay. Before then, we move on, then bring me to open source Pokemon when you're done. And then I'll bring you. Yes. So new release of Windows 11 Insider Preview today. Oh, Build at twenty five nine oh five introduces. Uh, Rust code into the operating system for the first time. For those who know, Rust is a... Well, for those who don't know, (laughs) Rust is a programming language that was created by Mozilla to produce a better, more safe C-style programming language in opposition to Google's Go. Actually, I'm not sure which one came first, but, you know, it's... It's like they both have the same sort of idea. They both have different ways of approaching that idea. And, well, the one that people seem to like uh, in the corporate world is Rust. The ones that Googlers like is Go. And, you know, never never the two shall meet. Anyway. Meanwhile, all the embedded stuff still runs on Ada. But, hey, okay. Moving on. So, yes. There is, there are now critical GDI code that has been replaced with Rust code to improve what is one of the flakiest bits of Windows throughout its history. Okay. The graphics device interface. You know, the, the part of the code that, that handles all the drawing on... Uh, on the screen and used to handle driving the printers and all that shit. Anyway, the more important thing with this release of Windows is that they have uh, they have restored support for the Zune. What? Someone yeah. tell Bemrose. in celebration of marvel studios guardians of the galaxy volume 3 we temporarily relaunched zune.net last month 
We also took the opportunity to fix an issue that was causing some challenges in getting the original Zune drivers to install in Windows 11 with this build in the Canary channel. So now it should be easier to use your totally unsupported and still discontinued Zune on Windows 11. Over time, the fix will make its way through the Insider channels and eventually to all Windows 11 customers. Nice. Yeah. Serpent says he still wishes he had his Zune, so... It was a good device, and like, like most things good that come out of Microsoft, it had to die. I remember people being made fun of because they had a Zune and, uh, instead of an iPod, but, you know, look where that got you. Yeah, well, in here, in here, it was it was kind of that thing apparently in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, from what I've read elsewhere, is that somebody is uh, somebody was replaced their tape deck with a Zune. Oh yeah, Star Lord. I didn't watch anything. But I, don't, the first, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't bother with cape shit. Oh, wait, most of you the know time. what? I saw the second one too. Uh, I thought they were okay. Of. You know, some of these movies are just absolute yeah, some, garbage, they, man. I mean, they can be okay, but it's still cape shit. The, just the worst ones that are coming out, though. I saw a trailer for um, Wonka. Uh, yeah, I saw the picture of that, and oh my he's God. fabulous! It is absolutely just terrible. Like, if you want anything, if you have any treasured memories of, uh, let's see, uh, the books or... Um, the, what was it, 70s movie with uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I Don't even watch the trailer. It's just absolutely retarded. It's terrible. Yeah. I felt bad watching it. I watched this, and it looks like uh, they filmed it. It's all crappy green screen. Everything's trying to be stylistic, but it's, or, or extra style, okay, but there it might looks be, retarded. There might be one, there might be one redeeming thing in this. Hugh is? Grant as an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> I don't know. I, it doesn't do anything for uh, me. And so. even then, I don't th I don't think it's enough to redeem the entire film. It's uh, something no one asked for. No, of course. But do you think Hollywood cares? No, they don't have any fresh ideas. So they keep taking things they've made before and remaking them because, hey... People will go and see this new thing because they're nostalgia for the old thing. And then after they've spent their money and they find that the new thing sucks ass, well, they're out that money and there ain't nothing they can do about it. It goes right into the Hollywood bankers. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I would never see this. One, one, of the, one of the biggest turning points for me when it came to... When it came to enjoyment of entertainment products, was realizing that Hollywood isn't a place where dreams are made. It is a bank. It is a bank for money and for humans. Check them in. Keep them there for a while, huh? How's it a bank for humans? Uh the the what we call the talent, right? The the actual the actual teams of people who do the actual grunt work. That uh, that lets the films get made in the first place. These pe these people are essentially bought and sold on a market in Hollywood. Mm. Yeah, I I am a fan of a couple recent happenings. One of them is there's a writer strike, and uh, I'm just I like that. I like the idea that the, that it's imploding. Well, don't get used to it because 
it always comes back worse than before. Yeah. Well, speaking of worse than before, uh, I've got open source Pokemon. Yeah. (laughs) So this uh, was brought to my attention by uh, retoot on ship poster club. Um, And it's Foss Pokemon. It's called Tuxamon and it's a GitHub project. It's close to a Pokemon red or blue style um, in terms of the, it's more colorful than that, but the, ideas behind it were all of the tuxamon and mods and stuff like all the data is stored as json so you can go inside and like look at the bridge json and find out you know okay it has references to the graphics it looks really easy to edit and it got me excited for the idea that maybe just once i could go and create my own tuxamon and, yeah, uh, but then but then you have the shame of having to admit you created a Tuxamon. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that I might do that. I just wanted to kind of brainstorm with you, and because in the tradition of Pokemon, what they did is they started with animals, and they would kind of oh like we'll we'll take rats, then we'll make one or two rat related things, and then we'll have a couple different birds. You know, they kind of start with inspired by nature, inspired by. Uh, inspired by the real world and then come up with a, with a Pokemon. I just wanted to just put this out into the ether. I'm interested in what kind of Pokemon a rare encounter listener would, would uh, be interested in. And so maybe that's a, a question for the chat or you could send a boost gram or something, but I, I'm just really, a name might be good. You know, you can tell me a name of, of a Tuxamon. Podcaddy. Podcaddy. <laughs> now what's Podcaddy? It's a, it's a, it's a cat, but instead of cat ears, it has, uh, it has like studio headphones. Okay. Uh, I'll buy that, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. I'm waiting for, uh, Carblanes to say something about <laughs> Hondas. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we have flip lights. I I want a Pokemon or a Tuxamon with a uh, with flip lights for eyes. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with this. I thought it was interesting that you could edit all of the all of the um, kind of game data easily, and it's open. Like there's a lot of stuff that's open source, but it's not made so an idiot can edit it like this is. Yeah, and I just want to call it. It's, it's means cool. that it's made so that RMS can edit it generally. <laughs> um let's see i put a little picture in there i like this uh guy talking to his pc and it's it's running ubuntu yeah is that and that's tux there on the monitor it is a very low resolution tux and of course because he's running ubuntu if you look over on the table there's a big bottle of uh booze probably gin that's the only way you get through it yeah well i mean Ubuntu, if you if if you don't know how to use Linux, Ubuntu is great. If you know how to use Linux, then most people migrate to Debian proper until they realize that they are permanently stuck in three years before yesterday. At which point they switch over to the choice the choice distro of patricians, Arch. Arch Linux. Hmm. I've been thinking of getting. Based on our previous discussions, I'm gonna have another go at that uh, that Linux sound uh, configuration. It's always a challenge to get everything working properly and getting the sound you want. But I'm I'm gonna try it again. Um, I have I actually dug up some extra removable hard drives, 
and I'm going to install something. And I was thinking I was going to go with Ubuntu Studio again. Because last time I tried, I was able to get sound and some of the configuration worked. Um, the last, the problem I've always had was these Delta audio cards, which these days I don't think I need to use. The, the Delta audio card I use for, um, for a loopback just so I can get stuff, um, you know, basically everything I play out of my playoff play out. Uh, thing. Oh, hey, here I just did a I just did a search, a brave search for Ubuntu Studio, and yeah. in the results there are four posts on Reddit. Uh, is Ubuntu Studio just garbage? At my wits' end, posted <laughs> February first. Uh, I'm going to skip the next one because it doesn't seem to be related. Uh, cannot boot Ubuntu on Surface Laptop Studio. Uh, that might just be uh, Surface Studio, not Ubuntu Studio. Behringer UMC 404 HD. Ubuntu Studio latency issues. Yeah. It sounds like the experience that I had last time. I'm willing to give yeah. it another go. I've heard people have gotten it configured. The, the thing that's going to be missing is this loopback. Like that lets me play this so that you can hear it. Um, I could play stuff out to the stream, but you wouldn't be able to hear it uh, without that loop back. So, mm. oh well. Yeah, so what you, what you need is is probably Arch, so that your software is up to date and uh, the kernel compiled for real real time. Mm. Let's see. I've got. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if that works. Uh, I've got a couple stories, little things to do. Okay. And I feel like I should have led with some of these. I'm um, out of practice, like I said. All right. Um, well, Vermont is underwater. Have you seen these pictures? Uh, I saw the pictures in your notes. Yeah, looks like uh, looks like they are uh, they're swimming in the streets. Yeah, I think those are from uh, Andover, Vermont. I think I'm not sure. I'm not very familiar with Vermont. I I spent a lot of time in New Hampshire, but uh, didn't make it across that that river that often. The floods look like they got really bad. I mean, I was hearing about people who were drowning in there. Um, some pretty sad stuff going on. They had, you know, the typical stuff. You can see the kayaks paddling down the street. Uh, I think some people go out in their kayaks just to show off. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if, uh, if I had a kayak at home and this place flooded, I would probably be kayaking in it. <laughs> on the other hand, on the other hand, my my subdivision is on the top of a uh, fairly tall hill for the area. So if it's flooded here, uh, it's probably it's probably the end times. We had um, a guy called River Dave, or we discussed him some time ago. He was from New England. I just wonder what he thinks about this. He could have been out on the river, you know, doing River Dave stuff before they burned his house down. Remember that? Yeah, they burned his house down. Didn't they kill him? Um, did he die? I don't think he died. I don't know. Oh, I, no. I just, yeah, where he? is River Dave now? A hermit known as River Dave working on three-room cabin. Oh, so he's building a cabin. Oh. Wait a minute. Oh, so he's not dead then. Good. No, he didn't die, by the way. He was, he was, uh, he got gifted a bunch of money because, uh, he got wronged, really, by, uh, by the state. There he yeah. is, River Dave. 
Wow, nice. In the article, is he? Is he? <laughs> he's not in Vermont. Is he? No. Oh, he's not in Vermont. No, I was reading some other article on it. So yeah, um, floods in New England are weird, and I wanted to uh, maybe do an illustration. I've been around in 2005. There was a pretty big flood. It, it uh, knocked a bunch of bridges out, and in New England, there everything's kind of small. But you might rely on some of these bridges to uh, to get from one side of the town to the other. And when you live in, I don't know, some other states, like in Colorado, I don't think this was this wasn't a thing. You know, um, if you don't live in an area like that where you're super dependent on these small local bridges, not like big, like New York City style bridges, you're not spanning wide gaps. You're just I know, I know the sort rivers, of bridges. Right? I know the sort of bridges you're talking about. You can you can have a flood that knocks out like three or five of them and you'll be cut off from uh maybe a big part of the town or from the grocery store yeah you have to you have to go like five ten miles upstream to find a place where you can still cross or more i mean you might have to leave the town and keep go go, you know a town or two. that's what i'm saying like five ten five ten miles upstream is definitely going to be out of town these parts these parts it might put you in a different township or even uh, a different county yeah so I remember having to do that. I had gotten my driver's license. Uh, did I have my license at that point? I, know, I can't even remember. But I remember getting uh, getting way out of the way, trying to find... And we ended up in like Derry, New Hampshire, and getting uh, eggs and bacon at like 3 p.m. because we couldn't find a way to the grocery store. Anyway. Yep. You, and and there, that was the other thing. Back then, you didn't have... You didn't know which bridges were out. There wasn't a good way to look it up. And so you just drive and then you... You'd find out oh, that you can't get here from here. Better try the next one. And you keep going, and uh, it's just the way it was, man. And and eventually you either reach the the source of the river or you find a bridge <laughs> that you can actually cross. Uh, Cotton Gin's coming in with the New England lore here. He says, it might take months or years. Yeah, that's true. Depending on which bridges they rebuild. That's absolutely true. The towns won't rebuild them all because they're fucking cheap. You know what France would do if their bridges were out? They would rebuild 100% of them. But in New England, they will... Yes, out of the original stone, no less. And But in uh, New England, they will not do that. They'll fix, like, one or two of them, and they'll put them next to their pet rotary projects, because you have to put rotaries everywhere. And then they'll leave those bridges that maybe your neighborhood used, but they weren't servicing, you know, the uh, the school bus didn't have to go over it, so it's not important enough. They won't rebuild why it. Don't they, why don't they just do, like, uh, like we used to do here? There's a whole bunch of... Uh, there's a whole bunch of bridges in southern Ontario that were pretty much just built out of World War II surplus. You don't. You sound like you don't want to fund the libraries, cold acid. What do you have against learning? Are you trying I, to make I our kids fun, stupid? No. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you can fund the libraries and rebuild the bridges at the same time. All you need, all you need, are those like cheap prefab military bridges. I think we should get the cheap prefab military librarians. I think that'd be better. We'll get the real bridges and the fake librarians. I'll take the I'll take the real librarians and the fake bridges, <laughs> especially especially if they're the sexy librarians. Okay, I got a sexy librarian for you. Uh, Allison Mack, she's getting into sexy librarian territory. The Mac is back! Yeah, apparently Allison Mac. Um, I guess she's sexy prisoner territory. I don't know. She's like, 
she was in that cult. Yeah. The Nix Vim cult or however you said it. And she's out. Nix Vim, yeah. That's that's how I take it. NXIVM. Yeah. And, the uh, the sex cult. Yeah, and so she was in jail for the sex trafficking cult, I should say. She was in jail for racketeering and racketeering conspiracy and apparently got out according to prison records. Their yes, web- after twenty one months. It seems so. And so yeah, she pled guilty in 2019, and uh, Nick the Rat was all over the coverage, so someone has to tell him. <laughs> I guess tune in tonight. Yeah, well, yeah, tune in tonight. He he, bet, he better know already. I mean, this is, this is his beat, ain't it? Oh, by the way, that picture, that picture you, uh, you used? I know it's, it's from, from 2018. 2018. I know it's old. Okay, they, okay. She didn't do a photo shoot. The, the Bureau of Prisons website said that she was released. Well, the Bureau of Prisons should have should have posted a uh, a photo shoot of her. You get a mugshot on the way in, not the way out. Yeah, well, they should take one on the way out too for for famous people coming and going, huh? Yeah, yeah, you know, Co- coming soon to a neighborhood near you. This sick, twisted pedophile. <laughs> Let's see. Um, in other news, um, Prime Energy Drink. Have you heard of this thing? No, I've not. And then I saw I saw your link. I saw it mentions Logan Paul, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be good." Yeah. So this is uh, Logan Paul and uh, KSI had these Prime uh, beverages that they've been promoting, and they had a variant of it called Prime Energy, which is just a it, it's just another soda with caffeine in it, um, labeled as an energy drink. As if it has a a high stored energy content or something. I don't know. I get pissy about that sometimes. Anyway, the... And there's a... Chunky Schemer might actually be doing something good for a change. Well, I don't know. I think uh, Chunky Schemer is worrying about the... He's worrying about the drug intake uh, of these kids. He says, you know, caffeine's a drug and uh, there's a lot of it. And you might accidentally take an energy drink uh, and give it to your kids. I guess that's worthy of showing up on the uh, on in the in Congress and having a speech about it. So chunky, uh, I don't know. It seems like a waste of time. But I, I thought I, it was kind of funny. I don't, I don't know. The for, first of all, I mean, I like caffeine. Like everything else, has an LD fifty. But that while that LD fifty is high, it is it is not in like death by banana radiation levels. <laughs> Right. You can actually you can actually achieve uh, an LD50 dose of caffeine uh, yourself just with uh, just with stuff you can get over the counter. Mm. Right. So the idea the idea is, especially since like caffeine isn't that good for people who are still developing. I I, I drink coffee when I was in high school. I, I will admit it. I mean, like most. Most people, as soon as you're in high school, you are drinking coffee. But it's still like you want to limit how much you have at that point because it can lead to health problems, uh, getting too much caffeine in you when you're still in developmental years. Mm. So we're talking about primary schools uh, or complaining yeah, about you should, this. You, should defi- you definitely should not be like plying uh, like – 
even Coca-Cola on like kindergartners. So what I, I object to is uh, someone, a politician bringing this up. It should be under the purview of the regulatory agency. If they want to do something, do it there. What, well, he's bringing it up because the FDA isn't doing something about it, apparently. Well, why don't you know... Uh, I guess I understand that, but uh, he's also on the team that controls the FDA. So why don't you make a backroom deal instead of squealing about it? Uh, it, it doesn't seem like he's yeah, going to go anywhere. Okay, the scoring and, for points is bullshit. And the, the I, I will admit that. The contrast with uh, Washington, D.C. all being on cocaine and everyone kind of shrugs their shoulders and then you, you come out and complain about caffeine. I don't know. It seems kind of... Uh, it's the an interesting contract. Prime Energy drink was launched in January this year. It is promoted by the company as being sugar-free and vegan. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah. Uh, the best a part about on each, yeah. Here's the other thing, right? When, like, they also say, like, you shouldn't be having like energy drinks or like caffeinated sodas uh, if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. It also because that shit ain't good for the baby. It also says, um, I, I was a little annoyed at this. Uh, I need to, to, to check this out, but it says the Prime Energy contains twice the caffeine in the uh, as a Red Bull. And all I can think is the Red Bull cans are tiny. I mean, the can looks twice the size. So what are you talking about? Okay, so, per can. so there's this chart here. There's this chart here uh, that's in the article. It says Prime Energy in a 355 milliliter can has 200 milligrams of caffeine. Okay. Rockstar in Rockstar in 473 milliliter tall boy can, right? Is 300 milligrams. Okay. Right. So you you can you can run it down and see and see like what's the what's the milligrams per milliliter of caffeine, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, when you look at that, like yeah, it's Prime not, Energy it, doesn't even have as much as Rockstar. Yeah, and it I don't think it really runs out to half too. Let me do that really fast. No, it doesn't make half. I mean it says Oh, it says around twice the amount. Pfft, okay, sure. Well yeah, weasel words from politicians. What do you expect? Whatever. Anyway, the best part about this is at in this article, which is from uh, BBC, is that where I pulled it from? Yeah. Yeah. It had a link to a, another website, which was called caffeineinformer.com, which has the caffeine yeah. database. Which I didn't know the site existed. It's a kind of a funny uh, trivia site, I guess. I, except that I'm looking at it, and they are horribly mixing units. They they're they're mixing like metric and traditional units. So milligrams per fluid ounce. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> you don't like that? No, I don't like that. No, sirree, Bob. I think that's fine. It doesn't bother me at all. That bothers me. <laughs> okay, sure. Fine. We I should, it should be milligrams per milliliter. It should be state. It should be stating like the energy amount in kilojoules. Kilojoules. You know? Oh man. What else could be? And could we... give and give the option. Give the option. I don't. I don't know. Like it looks like. How about they, flashpoint? They can, like can we, fucking. Can we put the flashpoint Ajax on up it? this? They can Ajax up this shit, right? And add like add like some sort of little option below the table to say like, do you want to use uh, metric or imperial units, right? And it'll automatically change the display on the fly as you switch them, right? You know, this is basic Web 2.0 shit. Yeah, I think that they should list a couple more things. They should have the ML50 number for every every one of these. ML50? 
Did you just say that? The uh, medium No, I said dose? LD50. LD50. Lethal dose 50%. Like, LD50 means it would be a lethal dose for 50% of the test population. LD. I said M, and whatever. I was yeah. thinking of something else. So, so it's not like it's not like each one has a different LD50. It's like the amount of caffeine. Oh no! Period. I, I that disagree. Would kill half the people who take it. I disagree. Uh, uh, Rich cola. You can disagree all you want, but that is what the definition of LD50 is. But you can do it for the whole drink, not just for the for the chemical. Yeah, but what would be the point of that? The active the active ingredient, the chemical, <laughs> is what's going to kill you before any of the rest of the shit in there. I think you could do it. I mean, you, you've you got compounding effects. You know, Red Bull Zero, as contrasted with Red Bull, what's going to kill you faster? You could say they have the same amount the of caffeine. caffeine, but one of them has all these uh, uh, different sweeteners in them. Red Bull sugar-free, a little I, different. I think you could die in different ways from different Red so, Bulls. Uh, I'm looking here. Uh, the... Uh, I'm just vitamin, I'm talking about vitamins, a, yeah. a holistic approach to uh, to death by uh, death by uh, canned beverage. So here, let me let me tell you something here. Uh, stevia side, the the active sweetener ingredient in stevia, uh, 15, 15 grams per kilogram weight of the test subject where the where the test subjects are mice and rats taking it orally is enough that is enough to kill them so for every 15 this is how it works right like they measure it as like the amount of substance per unit of mass of the test subject right so so for example for example like uh, how how much of like how much how many milligrams of caffeine per kilogram of human would it take to kill fifty percent of the population? Mm. Does that really work with the overall drink? I don't think so. I think it could be done. You could do the same. the The same uh, definition would hold. But here, you, you, ketam ke you're ketamine. talking about pounding. You're talk talking about pounding sodas, though. Yeah, and well, I mean, you don't necessarily have to pound sodas to get to LD50 of caffeine. In fact, uh, weight loss pills will probably get you to the LD50 faster. Uh -huh. Uh For one thing, you won't be pissing nearly as much, right? And you'll always lose. So you'll always lose some uh, that way because not all of it's going to get digested. Or some will end up getting filtered out by the kidneys. Oh my god! So, but if you're popping, if you're popping like loads of diet pills, right? And those are those are essentially caffeine pills. Yeah, you could probably kill yourself on a few bottles of them. I'm looking at these pictures. Every Starbucks thing so far has a has a photo of the drink. If you click on it, Spider Energy Drink, Caffeine Strength Extreme. Extreme coffee. Yeah, soda stream. No, I don't think so. Anyway, we got some boostograms to talk about before we wrap the show up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, are we still talking about caffeine? No, we we're not still talking about <laughs> caffeine. I do have. Oh yeah, I, we can do that after the boostograms. What the fuck? 
All right. Uh, we had one boostergram come in before the show. I think it was coming in for the um, uh, pre-recorded I think it came episode. In dur- yeah, it came in during the last week's episode. Yeah, we didn't get a halfway history. through. Yeah, yeah. It was from uh, it was from Dirty Jersey Horror. And he's and he sent in uh, nineteen thousand seven hundred sixty sats with a message. Yep. They, I was going to let you read that. They call this show Rare Encounter, but it seems to happen a fairly regular basis. Y'all be good. Now, I've explained this before because people keep bringing this up. It's not that the show itself is rare. It's that each individual episode is rare. In fact, each individual episode is unique. It only It only happens once, and each of those is an encounter. Therefore... Rare Encounter is a podcast full of rare encounters. <laughs> Unique encounters at that. Yes. And we, I can testify, truthfully, we have never made the same episode twice. And we never will. And we never will. All <laughs> right. What do we got? What do we got to close this up? Yeah, so podcast. You Dude, know, wait a minute. I was I was mentioning earlier that uh that mandarins are the OG orange. Right? Okay. So there are a number of, there are like many, many different varieties of citrus, right? But it turns out that there are just like five actual citrus species and the rest are all hybrids of one or more of those species. And there's, uh, where's this chart? Here it is. So you can, we can go through the pure citrus species. There's Kumquats. Kumquats. Mycanthra. Mycanthra. Yep. Citron. Citron. Mandarin orange. Mandarin orange. And pomelo. Pomelo. Yes. And while there's there's a there's a chart here on the on the Wikipedia page for citrus taxonomy. Okay. Right. And I'm gonna throw it in the show notes. And it shows some. It shows some of these hybrids, such as the bitter orange, which right, or the rangpur. The rangpur, which is a hybrid of citron and mandarin orange. Okay. Right. The bitter orange is a uh, is a hybrid of the mandarin and pomelo. The lemon is itself is itself a hybrid, and same with the limes. Yeah, the key lime. The key lime is is what you is what you get from mixing mycanthra and citron, and the Persian lime is what you get when you mix lime with lemon. Interesting. I thought when you mix yeah. lemon with lime, you got Sprite. Oh, yeah, so. well played. All right. Um, that was oddly informative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I try to be that every so often, you no, know. I, that that was news. I've never heard this before. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty interesting shit. Genetically identical and differ only by a bud mutation. Cool. Um, I get some podcasts uh, to mention. I this was should have all been way up at the front. I just can't get my shit together, man. Um, Don't worry. That's 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 my life. Okay. Angry tech news. Uh, had episode sixty eight. Unpaywalled pings. That came out uh, recently. Behind the Schemes uh, did an episode 160, Triple Digit Thunder Thighs. 
That's uh, Lavash. That, those are, you know, thunder thighs save lives. <laughs> and bowl after bowl, 255. Wow, that's one away from a very important number. A stretching part is the name of that ep episode. and That sounds lewd. And Dad's anime podcast had episode 117. That's the Halo episode. Upcoming video. Dad likes Street Fighter 6. Mew is Buck broken. Korean serial killer comics. Muse top five anime of summer 2023. And that's it. Nice. For your podcast roundup. Uh, Hog Story. I think uh, Fletcher was on doing calls, but uh, no episode. Odd. Um, there was something else on there that uh, Grumpy Old Ben's. I didn't see a new episode for that. I didn't listen to a new episode either. Be strange. So you know that uh, you know that I invited Dad to be a guest on in two weeks, right? Yes, I did, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Is there any particular mm, like special slant bent we we want to have for this, uh, or is it just going to be a normal episode? I'm asking for a friend. Uh, probably a normal episode, a little heavier than our recent usual with uh, anime and games, though. I would think. Okay. Oh, sounds good then. Um, yeah. have we I think I, I think at some point we should probably invite uh, Cool Boy Mew to join us. It's been a while since we've had anybody from Quebec on the show. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, where's Sir Matthew? We need more maps with Matt. We do. Remember, remember when we used to like announce? It's been so many days since the last episode of Maps with Matt. Yeah. Good it, times. Good good times. Um, have we arrived? Is there anything left? I do? think we have. All right, let's wrap this baby up. It feels good to be back, but I feel discombobulated, you know? I feel that way all the time. I think we'll be... We got next week to get into shape, I think. Yep. Before the guests arrive. All right, well, until then, uh, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. Uh, stay fruity, boys. Adios. Woman. But you lay down, honey, and die. Oh, I had a good woman. But she lay down.